Welcome to FitChix Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educate and empower women to take control of their lives, where we talk about fitness, nutrition, mindset, and wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by FitChix Academy, where we help heart-centered women who love health and fitness get certified as fitness and nutrition coaches and build amazing businesses. If you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for any of our upcoming certifications that you can read more about at FitChixAcademy.com. Now let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And on today's episode, we are sharing all of our amazing lessons that we have learned in 2020 as we wrap this year up. Yes. I always love these conversations. We do them every year, just talking about, you know, what we've learned, what we've like overcome, the things that like we, you know, obstacles that we've come up with or whatever. And I think this conversation is important because it makes you reflect not only on the bad, but on the good too. And I think that this year in particular, there's so many people that are so focused or have been so focused or put in positions where a lot of things have felt really negative that it's really hard sometimes to even think about the positive. So I'm excited to talk about this. Oh, 100%. And we really recommend guys that as like, we're going to share each of our top three lessons that we learned in 2020. And we really recommend that after you listen to this podcast, that you do your top three, because it's such a great way. And like you were saying, especially this year, because like, I feel like so many people, and I hear it all the time, like even just the other day, a friend of mine was like, Oh, God, I just can't wait for 2020 to be over. You know, it's just like 2020 was such a horrible year. And to be totally honest, for some people, yes, it came with challenges, but there was also a lot of great things that happened, right? So it's like looking at it from that perspective as well as to trying to find, you know, of course, acknowledging the challenges, finding the good, and then also looking at what that taught you. Because one thing I think we don't do enough is evaluate, whether it be about our weight loss, whether it be about our health, whether it be about our coaching clients, you know, whatever it is, our business, we don't take time. We always just keep moving forward and we don't take time to really take a step back and look at what we've achieved or what we've accomplished or, um, you know, what we learned that year, which is so important to taking that into the next year and making sure that we make it even better. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think, you know, when you were saying like this year has come with its challenges, there's no doubt we understand that it's just, you know, and I'm going to share some of the challenges that I've had to go through this year, but also just what it taught me. Right. Cause I think that when you do do the, the reflection part of just like, yes, things can be really challenging at times, but there's always something that can come of it that can help you. And I believe that totally. So I'm excited to share these. Completely. Okay. So let's kick this off. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'll start with my number one, which I think is really was a big lesson that was taught to me, of course, with the pandemic. And, you know, I'm someone who is a, like, I like to feel a false sense of security (laughs) where (laughs) most people do, right? Like we like to feel like we're in control of things when in all reality, we really are in control of basically nothing. Right. Um, But this year really taught me that. And it really taught me to let go of that control around the circumstances. So when we're talking about circumstances, it's like the things that are again, completely out of our control, like the weather, like a pandemic, (laughs) like, you know, whatever's happened in our past, all the things that are, are completely out of our control. We have to just like, let go of the idea that we can change those things, accept them for what they are. And my lesson too, was that, you know, we can't control the circumstance, but We really do have control, though, over how we think about that circumstance, how we feel about that, how we act in Mm -hmm. spite of what is going on. So for me, that was a really, really huge lesson. Um, And a really, I think it was a really important one because it really allowed me to realize like how much my thoughts are like how powerful they are to change my experience of what's going on in my personal life, in my business, with my clients, with everything. Mm -hmm. And that was something for me that was really huge. It's such like, and that's such an important thing. Like, and I'm so glad that that was your number one, because I think that that's, you know, understanding just how powerful our mind is and how it can, it can like 
take something to a negative or a positive. It can like affect how you wake up in the morning, how you feel energetically, what you do with your day, like everything about the way that you're thinking about your day can affect it. I just had a moment literally just um, earlier today, because as Laura and I were just talking offline, my daughter had to go to the hospital last night and I was like, man, it was really hard. And I woke up today and I just was like, holy smokes, like... I felt so drained and everything else. And I was like, no, I have to change my mind around what that was, what it is today and what I'm going to accomplish today. Right. And it's like, and I took a minute to myself. I did some like energy work. I moved some energy around. I created new energy in my body and I created a new mindset around it. And it's like, by doing that, I can show up differently. But if you allow yourself to kind of stay in that position, you're going to continue to just stay there. If that makes sense. Well, and this was something where like, I mean, and a lot of people, of course, COVID and the pandemic affected people differently, right? Like 100%. It's completely been affecting people in different areas of their jobs and in different areas of like their relationships. Um, and so many things have just kind of really turned up, felt like it's turned upside down for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it's different for everybody. But the thing that I really, you know, when it first kind of started for us, which was back in March, Um, and this idea of like, we truly cannot control the circumstance, but we can control the way we think, feel and act around that circumstance. Mm -hmm. It really started back in March when it, when it first hit, because we were in the middle of a launch for the fitness and nutrition expert program. So for us, that was, you know, our launches, when we open up enrollment to our certification programs, we spend a ton of time, a ton of energy and a ton of money promoting and really, um, you know, opening the doors up, hosting webinars, info sessions, all of these things to really, you know, get people aware of the program, um, see if it's a fit for them and get them in. And we had a launch date. So um, we started, I think we were opening enrollment March 25th. It was right near the end of March. Yeah. So right when the pandemic really hit was kind of like the, you know, second week in March. And we were like, oh my gosh, do we cancel our enrollment? Are people even going to sign up? We are like, do we cancel ads? Like it was this complete flurry of reaction, right? Like we were just totally reacting. But then we took a step back as a team and we had a really honest conversation and we're like, okay, no matter what is going on in the world and whether it be a pandemic, which no one anticipated, or it could be that suddenly your ads account gets shut down, or it could be that like, you know, something else happens in your business. There's things that are always going to happen. So if we react to those things, as opposed to take a step back and decide intentionally how we want to show up, what we want to think about this launch, what we want to feel about this launch, how we want to act during this launch. So we had that conversation where many people were just shutting down. We decided we were still going to go full force. We were still going to advertise. We were leaving enrollment open. There were a lot of people out in the world who, yes, might not in that moment been able to take our certification, but then they could actually, um, there's a lot of people who this might've freed up some time for them to be able to actually take the certification because they were now working from home or whatnot. Right. Mm -hmm. So we made a conscious decision. Those were the people we were going to talk to. Obviously we were going to still support other people in our Fitchix Academy world with our free podcast and with all of our free resources, our workouts, all the stuff on our blog that we post every week to help them till they could financially afford it. Um, and, but we were still going to show up. We were still going to do the launch and it ended up being an amazing launch. And I think too, the other thing that it did was it allowed for the people that maybe it wasn't the best time for them, whether it be money, like financially or time-wise, or like their kids were home now and they had to figure things out and they had to reject. It gave them the opportunity though, to sort of have it in the back of their mind as like, oh, I can plan for this now. Right. Cause maybe they weren't even aware of it before. So it gave them awareness and an opportunity to start actually putting the wheels in motion to be able to be like, okay, eventually I do want to do this and I do want to get certified and I do want to start my own fitness business. And so this is my projection and this is my plan to get to that point so that I can actually take the certification. So it was like, even if you couldn't do it, then it was an opportunity to start thinking about it and put the plan in motion. Well, and the major thing I think for me was the real lesson learned though, was that like, you know, it it is really all about your perspective and it's about how you think about it, you know, and a lot of people this year have you know, it's been really challenging and their minds have like, our brains have been out of control, right? Cause our brains do not like, it's not looking for us to thrive. It's just looking for us to survive. So when anything bad happens, our brains have a heyday and think of all the things that could go wrong and send you into a spin. 
But by taking a step back and just looking at, you know what, this is what's going on. And this is how I'm going to choose to think about it change the whole experience of this year for us. And to be totally mm-hmm. honest, guys, like we have had the best financial year that we have ever had in our business was this year. Yeah. And I truly believe that's because we have shifted the way we think about the outside circumstances, the way we think about our business, the way we're showing up for our clients, despite of what was going on in the world. And I also found for me too, this was a huge thing because I I'm pregnant right now. I got pregnant during the pandemic, which yeah. <laughs> at first, again, was something that as soon as it happened, I was like, no, I'm not trying for a baby. I don't want to be in the hospital during this time, blah, blah, blah. We had no idea what's going on. Then I found out I was pregnant in August or the end of July, no beginning of August, excuse me. And I can't control now that I'm pregnant. It's completely out of my control, but I could be thinking all these worried thoughts about it, or I could just think, you know what? this is happening the way it's supposed to happen. And this is the way I'm going to feel about it. And this is the way I'm going to act about it. And, you know, of course my pregnancy has looked different than a lot of other people's pregnancies because I can't see my family. I can't do things that I would normally be doing. I wouldn't be having, a, I'm not having a baby shower, um, all of these things, but I'm choosing to think about it in a new way. So that for me has been so powerful. And like, I just feel like, more calm this year, I think, than I ever have. Yeah. But it is, it's the mindset piece for sure. And it's funny, that was actually my number two. So it's kind of like, it ties into everything we were just talking about because number two on mine was the that mindset is everything and how you look at everything is going to be, it's like, it's, that's the game changer. Like that's the thing that is going to say either it's going to set you up for success or it's going to set you up to fail. And it's all about just reframing the way that you're looking at things to be able to look at it in a way that's going to serve you as opposed to hold you back. So that was my number two. So I'm not going to mention it, but I'll, let me just go into my number one thing that I think for me that really resonated with me when I think back on this year and what I learned. And that is that things can be hard and that's okay. And I know that that sounds kind of like, you're just like, whatever about that. But it's like, that was a really powerful lesson for me because oftentimes when things get hard, we want to like either run away from it or we want to just like hide from it, or we want to try to fix it right away. And I had to just kind of sit with this idea of like, things can be hard. You know, um, I know like we were talking about earlier with this pandemic, there's been a lot of loss that has happened, whether it's job loss or family loss, or, you know, there's been just so much unpredictability and then things have been really challenging for a lot of people. For me, it wasn't necessarily a pandemic. It was my dad, is critically ill. Um, he got really sick at the very beginning of the pandemic. I was actually staying in a hospital with him during the part when they were starting to lock things down. We didn't know what was going on right now. Um, I just spoke with him and he is not getting better and he's decided that he's not going to continue with his treatments and because it's not really helping. And, and this is a really hard thing, but I, I recognize that it's like, again, the mindset piece, but it's also recognizing that things can be hard and you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And when you're not okay, this was the, probably the most powerful thing. Oh, I'm getting emotional. I don't want to, but it was that I want you to remember that when things get hard, lean on the people that love you the most, use your network and you will be okay. Eventually things will pass. This is not your forever. And I, I just, I remind myself of that constantly that it's just like, you know, when I look back at things that have happened in my life that seemed at the moment, like they were the most impossible scenarios to get through. I'm like, wait, I have gotten through those things. And it's that reminder that it's like, things can be hard. Things have been harder in my life than they are right now. And it's, it's like, you will always be able to move forward. But the one thing that is really important for anyone listening right now that's maybe thinking like, yeah, things are really hard right now is don't try to run from it. Cause when you run from it, that's what creates anxiety. That's what creates this like suppressed feeling that will eventually come out in a different form. If you want to just, you have to process it as hard as it is. You have to let that emotion flow through you and you have to allow the process to happen in order for it to be something that is not going to hold you back in your future. So well, and I that think was that my that, number one thing. No, and I think that's so powerful because I think that 
you know, most of our natural reaction is to resist when things are hard, right? Which is why we have so many people who, you know, we're overeating or we're binge drinking or we're overexercising or we're, you know what I mean? Like on medications and all of these things because we're trying to resist. And I know for me, even especially during my eating disorder, that was a huge thing was that I wasn't processing my emotions and my way Mm -hmm. of dealing with that was binging and purging. And then, you know, going through that cycle over and over and over again, I felt so stuck. And it's like, when you don't resist it, when you allow that uncomfortable pain or that nerves or anxiety or whatever it is for you that you're dealing with, when you allow that to actually process, you realize it's not that scary. Like it's a feeling. And that's really what we're here to do guys is like, you know, this whole life is, it's not the goal to be happy. It's the goal to have the human experience. And part of that human experience is love. It's loss. It's happiness. It's sadness. It's fear. It's, it's joy. It's all, it's both sides of it. And the quicker we can stop trying to pretend like the 50% that's not so great doesn't exist. And we try to pretend push it away and just focus on the happy thoughts, but allow ourselves to feel it and let it go then that's when you get to the true joy side of it. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge lesson for me too. Like it's the idea of leaning in, like even for me, like being pregnant, there's so many fears. It's my first child. There's so many things that come up for me. Like, am I going to be a good mom? Am I going to like this? Am I going to, you know, how is this going to affect my business? How is this like, we've got to move. Like there's so many things that, but then I'm just trying to lean into it because all of those thoughts are resistance and they just create more tension and anxiety and all of that stuff. And I just, I think it's really important that people realize like life is supposed to be hard. No one gets a free ticket. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no one, no one gets to avoid the ups and the downs. It just is. And, and I kind of take a little bit of comfort in that. Like, you know, everyone has their journey and from the outside, especially with like social media, it looks like some people's is more perfect than others, but they're just not showing what their ups and downs are. Mm Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. But that was, yeah, I, I really just think that, that that lesson for me just resonated so much because it's like, it's okay. It's okay that it's hard right now. And it's okay yeah. that you need help right now. Or it's okay that you need to take time for yourself to just process these things. Like, that's okay. It's more than okay. It's necessary in some places, right? Like in some instances. So it's just recognizing when things feel hard that that's okay. And it's going to be okay. And you're going to feel better eventually, but you have to give yourself that time to be able to process it. Yeah. So, And it's going, and it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard yeah. for everyone at some point, mm-hmm. you know, but the thing is too, is that's part of the life experience, the human experience. And that's part of the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. I always remember, and then this, like, I remember listening to this podcast, it was by Glennon Doyle. And I was like outside and I remember listening, she said this line and I just started crying instantly. And she was talking about grief and she was like, you know, so many times we try to run from grief, but grief is really just the receipts to prove how much you loved. And I remember just bawling my eyes out because I was like, oh my gosh, that is the most beautiful way I've ever heard grief described because really the deeper your grief is, it just shows you too how much you got to love another human being, which so many people don't ever even experience. Mm -hmm. And that depth of love is in turn that 50-50, right? Like we can't have the good stuff without the bad stuff too. So um, the more we can just start to lean into that and, and, know it and I find too it's just like you know when things are going bad that you know they'll go good again you know when they're going good that you should appreciate because they could go they there's going to be a time where they're going to go bad again like it's all this ebb and flow of life and that's part of living you just gotta you can't run from it you just gotta be in it so that's kind of my number two is um kind of tied I guess as well to what we kind of talked about in number one, when you were saying mindset is everything. I really learned this year, the power of your thoughts mm-hmm. and your thoughts are key to your success and your happiness. They're key to your life experience. They're key to creating your goals. Like everything that you think and all of these thoughts that you think are so like well, it was just a thought or this little tiny, you know what I mean? These little, these little ones, like 
like I had one the other day that I realized I was telling Amanda about this. So I'm looking to buy a house and this thought I was like, Oh my God, the market is so expensive right now. And I just kind of like acknowledge that as like this really like, well, it's just a fact it's circumstance. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a fact that the market's expensive. And then I'm like, but that thought was not serving me. It was causing me anxiety because I'm trying to find a house. These other thoughts are coming up. I'm never going to find the house. I'm never going to, you know what I mean? Like all of these other things. So even by acknowledging that thought and shifting that thought pattern was huge for me. And we have to start to look at what we're thinking about. And so many times we don't, we just think our brain has 60,000 thoughts on autopilot every single day. And the majority of them are negative because the way we're built. So like we have to start to look at what we're thinking about. You have like, if you're listening to this, please, if you don't have the relationship you want, if you don't have the business you want, if you don't have the body that you want, look at what you think about it. And I Mm -hmm. guarantee there's going to be a connection. Totally. We had this conversation, like you said, the other day. And I said, you know, it's like, it's like in a marriage when you hear people say like, oh, my marriage sucks. My marriage sucks. If that's what you keep believing, how can you expect it to get any better? You have to shift that mindset piece. You have to shift the language around it. Instead of saying my marriage sucks, it's like, okay, how can I, it started thinking about like, well, how can I improve my marriage? What can I do differently? How can I show up? for my partner, things like that, that all of a sudden are just, they're not a negative. It's more of just like, okay, now let me have some sort of way of thinking about this in a different context, as opposed to just sitting there being like, oh, I hate my partner. <laughs> Cause that's really going to like, that's going to get you nowhere. That's going to get you stuck in that same spot over and over and over, or I'm overwhelmed. Like all of those thoughts that just constantly happen and that we attach to as like truth. Those are the things that'll keep you stuck. But if you shift it to a thought that's more thought provoking of like, okay, well, what can I do differently? How can I improve this situation? Or I love this person. What can I do differently to show my love more? Like just those things can all of a sudden completely shift the way that you think about it, which will then shift the circumstance. Well, because that's the thing that goes back to what I was saying. My number one thing that I realized was, is that other people are a circumstance. You cannot control other people. So if you're looking for other people to make you happy, you're going to be looking for the rest of your life. Because what that means is you then have to control the way they act 24 seven and you're going to feel exhausted. Right. So it's like, (laughs) we're so frustrated that you're going to be like banging your head against the wall. (laughs) But it's the same thing. It's the same thing with your weight, right? Like we look at like, we look at our bodies and we think we can hate ourselves or feel negative about something till we get to the result that we want And then when we get to the result, we're going to feel happy. And it doesn't work like that, guys. Like, I can't tell you enough. This is, it will not work. I have lost 50 pounds. I have built a multi-million dollar business. I have done so many different things in my life that have people would see as successful. And I have tried to hate my way to that process beating myself up for not doing good enough, not being fast enough, not sticking to the diet, not reaching the goals. You know what I mean? Like you, and you'll never get there. You will never get there. So it's like, you can't control other people. You can only control yourself and your actions, your thoughts, the way you show up. And you have to find a place and this takes thought work (laughs) and it doesn't happen overnight. It's not just going from like, I love my, I hate my body to I love my body or I hate my partner to I love, I totally love my partner. I'm so happy. in this. But it does take those, those thoughts of trying to, of slowly shifting over, but you have to start to examine those thoughts because that is going to change your result. Like if you feel this negativity constantly, you've got to work on that. That's where your work is because you will never get to the result you want. And I see it time and time again. I see people get, losing 20 pounds, gaining back 25. Why? Because they never looked at the thought. And the thing is, the truth is, is that as you're trying to do the shift work, as you're trying to learn this new strategy of way of thinking, you're going to still have thoughts that'll come. You in. always like, will. Just the other day had that thought of like the, oh, houses are so expensive. Like the market's so expensive. The thing is, is that the, the goal, the technique is it's like a meditative technique of like learning to not attach to it because it's not true. Like it's like, and it's learning to replace it. And eventually as you continue to replace it, those will become far and few between the negative ones will become far and few between that old behavior will start like slowly 
mitigating its way out, but it's not going to be gone forever. Like it's never no, it just like gone. That's just not the way it works. No. And that's where it's like, but that's one thing I think is the biggest, you know, and again, this year really showed me that we all have this crazy idea that happiness is a destination. Even though we hear the quotes, you know, happiness is the journey. It's not a destination. No one really believes that, right? Everyone thinks when I find that perfect partner, I'll be happy. When I lose 50 pounds, I'll be happy. When I get when that I dream job. this much money, yeah. And I'll tell you right now, guys, there is no gold at the end of the rainbow. The gold happens during the rainbow. And like, when you get to a place where you really understand that, and right now you might be thinking like, yeah, but she doesn't like she doesn't know what it feels like to be 100 pounds overweight right well I do know what it feels like to be 50 pounds overweight and hate my body so much and do the work that it takes to get to a place where I really appreciate my body but like that place on the other side still will come with new challenges because you then will grow into a new version of yourself Mm -hmm. and life is it's always going to be 50 50 it's always going to be happy and sad scary and joyful you know what I mean like you cannot there is no way to get away from it none of us get away from it so the quicker you accept that the less angst you will have you just roll with it you start to kind of feel like you're in flow as opposed to this like oh my god I want to stay away from anything that feels bad Like even all those people who are out there and you, you're like, Oh, my goal is to be super Zen and finding like, they're not Zen 24 seven, they're Zen 50% of the time. And the other 50% of the time they're working on being Zen because they're probably freaking out in the negative space. It's just as normal guys. It's for everyone. Like, don't, don't stress about it. If you feel that way. Exactly. I think it's important to say that too, because so many times people are like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be. But it's like, no, you're supposed to go through your own human process of what that's going to look like for you. But these are just techniques and tools to help you along that path. And the hardest thing too, I think that makes it's really, and I feel sad for people when they don't know this is like when they do reach their weight loss goal and they don't feel like they think it's going to be like explosions and kittens and rainbows and this total <laughs> new version of themselves is going to pop out and they're never going to have a negative thought again. And then that doesn't happen. You're like, what? Yeah. Like, what did I work for? What yeah. am I supposed to do now? Like you work so hard in your business to generate a million dollars and then you get to that. And it's just like for five minutes, you're like, yeah. And then you're like, okay, now, now what's next? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's why we have to love the process because it's not better there than it is here. It never is. I love that. Um, so my final one, cause I mean, the mindset was my second one and the first one was about that things are okay to be hard. My last thing though, my last lesson that for me really resonated was the idea of never cutting yourself short. I think that it's just, it was a reminder this year of like, just always believe in what you can achieve. Like always truly believe in yourself enough to know that like, whatever it is that your end goal is, if you have the right mindset around it, if you have a plan to get to that place, if you truly believe that you can achieve those things, you can do it. And you have to, but you have to be the one that believes in it. It can't be somebody else that's telling you, you got this. Like you can have people that are encouraging you and that are supporting you. That's different, but don't look for that. Like outside influence to say to you, like, you got this right. Like, and the reason why this to me kind of resonated was because I noticed there was a period of time in this past year that I was really like leaning on my husband to kind of like, like pump my tires kind of thing, like to make me feel like I was like achieving enough or like that I was like showing up in the right way because I actually wasn't doing the work that I wanted to be doing. It was weird. It was like, I knew that like, it was, it was specifically around like my own, um, my own like physical like transformation. Cause I was trying, I had a goal. I wanted to lose some weight. I wanted to do these things. I knew that I was like emotionally eating all these things that were happening to me over this past year, not happening to me, happening during this past year that I was like, okay, like, do I look better? And I'd be asking him constantly for like this, like pause, like, can you notice this as opposed to just like looking at myself and being like, am I doing the work? Am I getting in? Am I actually doing the process? Do I believe in myself enough to get to the end goal rather than asking him for that? Like almost what's the word I'm trying to think of. It's like not encouragement, but it's like, I was looking outside of myself. You were looking to him for your belief. Yeah. Like like you were to believe in you because you weren't believing in yourself. Yeah. 
and so it was just it was really interesting because I look back now and I I'm my mindset is completely shifted now and now it's like it's all within myself and I know that and I'm like so set up for success and I have all of these things in place and I'm working towards it and I feel really good about it and I can see the difference in my actions in the way that everything is reacting in my body everything else but it's it was just, it was a really interesting thing for me to look at that perspective of like, why was I so reliant on someone else to believe in me versus just believing in myself? Well, and I think again, that goes so back to, it's all tied up in the thought work, right? And one thing I've realized over this year too, is the people who are the most successful at anything are the ones who believe they can. And that is the major difference is I could give you all of the strategies and all of the the methods and all of the weight loss plans or the business plans. I could tell you step-by-step what to do. And I mean, we're part of a mastermind group where like, we're surrounded by very driven, very successful people. And there's some that are way more successful in that group than others and way more successful than we are. And, but like the only thing that's really different about them is not that they have a better marketing skills or a better offer. It's because they really believe that they can and they created it for themselves. And that's Mm -hmm. why one thing this year too, has been working on the thoughts and working on the belief because the yeah. belief is the biggest thing to overcome, right? If you don't believe you can do it, again, it's like you're looking at the circumstance. You're looking for something outside of you to create it for you. You're looking for mm-hmm. the for something to show up. And that's where even, you know, like with your with your husband, it's like it's so easy for us then because the reason we do this and I used to do this too is the reason we do it is because then it gives us something outside of ourselves to in a sense kind of blame if it doesn't work right? We are not taking hundred percent accountability for our results. Yeah. I had a huge aha moment because I always would have before swear, swore that I took hundred percent responsibility for the results in my life, but I didn't. When I really asked myself that question, I, I didn't, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, we hear this a lot too. Like my husband doesn't support me opening like a fitness business or my partner doesn't support me opening a fitness business. It's so hard to not have a part to have a partner that doesn't believe in me. If I only had a partner that believed in me, I could do this, right? And that's the stories we tell ourselves. And to be totally honest, guys, and Amanda and I have talked about this before, and it's like, it comes across, some people get very offended when we say this, but it is my truth. I don't really care if my husband believes in what I'm doing or not. True. (laughs) Especially when it comes to my business. I know your example was like to your personal stuff, but like, and that was, yeah. And, and the only, and I agree with you, like business related. I'm like, I don't even ask his opinion on anything. I think maybe once in like 12 years, I've been like, does this email sound terrible? Does it make me sound like a mean person? (laughs) Like maybe once because I'm like filtering myself, but it's like, um, but this was specifically for weight loss because this was like a struggle that I was having that I couldn't. Yeah. Even though I'm a fitness professional, all these things, I'm like, I couldn't put the accountability in my court because I felt like I had too many things in my court at the time. And so it was like, my excuse was, I'm not going to focus on this because I've got other things. So I'm just going to put it over here. And I know that now because I look back and I reflected on it, but it's like, you have to, you have to know that you can like, you have to be able to look at that and recognize what you did differently. Completely. And it's like, but that's where it's so hard and it's very, very hard. And it sounds, it's funny because it's, it's very hard to start to rely on your own belief system because Mm -hmm. most of us are taught, especially as women to care so much what other people feel and what they think about us and all of those things. Right. So when we're in a place of like self-doubt or disbelief about our own abilities, we're looking for somebody else to pump our tires or somebody else to give us that encouragement. When in all reality, we know that we have to have our own encouragement because no matter what anyone else says, if you really don't believe in yourself, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. But it's funny because that's one thing where like, when it comes to like, I care more about like, this sounds so terrible. I care more about like, you know what I mean? Like what I, I shouldn't say it sounds terrible. It doesn't just say it. But like (laughs) my number one opinion that I care the most about is my own opinion of myself because I'm so in tune with myself. If I'm doing something that I feel is like not good for me, I can feel it. Like energetically, I feel sick to my stomach. You know what I mean? Like, and there's a, and I can very clearly tell the difference between like nerves and then like, but other than that, you know, like I care what you think of me. I care what my students think. 
I care, you know, but like, I don't need that from my partnership, which is very interesting when you start to look at it. Cause I'm like, I feel like we should have a whole separate podcast. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I could tell, <laughs> like, I could say like, okay, well I'm going to, you know, build a multi-million dollar business and, you know, people in my life will tell me, well, that sounds ridiculous. And I'll be like, yeah, well, you're ridiculous. Me. Yeah. No, I'll just be like, you can <laughs> I know, I'm just ridiculous. kidding. And I'm like, and it does, and it might to people who don't have that belief, but it's like those things of where it's like, it's just, it's such a fascinating thing, but I totally I really agree with that. Do a podcast I do too. Cause belief, <laughs> belief is one of the topics this year that for myself as well popped up. And I was like, holy crap. When I had that moment that I was not taking hundred percent accountability for the results of my life and that I did not hundred percent believe in myself. I was shocked when I made that yeah. discovery like, and yeah. it came through, I was, excuse me, I was journaling and I was like, I would have sworn if someone asked me like, do you believe it? But take away fit checks Academy take away our like me having a business partner if I was standing here alone starting a business tomorrow how much would I believe in myself and that was the question I asked myself and I was like holy crap I feel terrified (laughs) and I was like you know and that was where I was like I have to start that belief that work as my like who I am how I'm showing up as a leader as all the things Mm -hmm. Um, no, and it's, it's interesting, but it's like, but my whole point to that, like with the belief was the idea that like, you have to not only believe in yourself, but don't cut yourself short because I promise you that whatever you need is inside of you. Like you just got to like, you got to dig a little deeper. You can't just be on the surface and you can't look outside. You've got to dig a little deeper because I promise you whatever you need to get to that goal is inside of you because you wouldn't be having the thoughts about that goal if it wasn't meant to be part of your destiny. In my opinion, that's 100%. Well, I always remember I was reading Jack Canfield who wrote the chicken soup for the soul. And he was talking about the idea of, you know, like a lot of people think that manifestation, if you've ever watched the secret and the laws of attraction is that you just sit around and you think about, you know, a Porsche and a Porsche is going to appear and that's not the way it works right or else everybody be driving Porsches or ever and everyone would just be sitting there being like I dream of genie like bing I want a Porsche (laughs) that's not actually how that law works it but one of the things that he was talking about was the idea of we are not given a dream that we cannot actually fulfill and I thought that that was so interesting so you're not given the dream of opening a fitness business if you did not have the capabilities to actually do it. Even if you don't know how you're going to do it, even if you don't and never taught a class in your life, even if you like literally have like, you're like, I, I'm an accountant right now, but I, I dream about being owning my own fitness business. You would not even be given that thought or given that dream if you did not have the skill set to fulfill it, which is why some people never think about opening a fitness business because that for them, they don't have the skill set to do it. And I just thought that was such a powerful way to think about it. Cause it's like, there are some things that come to me and I'm like, why am I thinking I could achieve this? And then I'm like, wait a second, because I, ha- I wouldn't even be given this thought or have this thought if I couldn't actually fulfill it. hundred percent. It's the same thing too. When it goes back to like my first lesson about everything being hard, it's like what they say about how the lessons that you're given in life are given to you because you can manage it. Yeah. Right. So even though it's hard, it's like some people, it's like everybody has this different, everybody has difficult things that happen in their life, but they're like to a certain degree, because it's like, that is where that's like what your soul can manage kind of thing. It's like, those are the lessons you're meant to learn. So it's just, it's sort of, it's all tied together, right? It's all tied together into like this, to your mindset and to your belief patterns. And yeah, your beliefs and then your thought, because belief is just a thought that you think over and over and over again. So if you think you can't do something, it's only because you've thought that over and over again. And all you have to do, this is why I love thought work, is because you have so much power because you could change your thoughts like that. All you have to do is think a new thought over and over and over again. And eventually that will become a new belief, which will then create a new result for you. And that's what's so cool about it. It doesn't cost you anything. You can, it's, available to every single person, no matter what walk of life you're in, no matter how much money you have right now, you can all do thought work and it will change your life. It will change your bank account. It will change your body. It will change your relationships. I promise you because it's changed all those things for me. Like I'm living proof that this has worked. And I also am surrounded by hundreds of other people who it's worked for them too. So it's like, it's, it's just such important work that I think so many times we don't talk about. We just talk about the strategies 
we don't talk about the actual the belief like I spend just as much time now working on belief as I do working on like building a sales funnel yeah well, so that's where my last don't matter one. if the brain doesn't believe it. So completely. Sorry. And then what's your, but this is where my last one comes in, which kind of ties all of this, I guess, together. It's this year really taught me to the power of really investing in yourself and how important it is. So again, it was something that I've known like investing. And when I say investing, I'm talking not just about money, but I'm talking about your time and your energy in your growth. And I think as women, again, this is something we really struggle with because we put everybody else first, especially if you're, if you have kids and we, and we think that that's always a good thing and it's not, um, you have to invest in yourself. It's so important. And for me, this was like game changing because again, it's like, you will only grow. You will only build as much in your life as you personally grow. So like one example is like, let's say for business, your business will only grow as much as you grow personally. So if your business is like stuck at, you know, $10,000 and you want to make $20,000, you have to grow. You have to grow personally. You have to invest in your growth to learn, to manage your mind, all things to take it to that next level. It's, it applies to everything. And I think that, and I mean, we've always been like, big believers in investing in growth, but I don't think I really believed in it as much until I started seeing the major results this year. Right. And I see it with our, not even just us, like our students in the Academy, like the ones who have invested in our program, who invested the time to do the work, who invested the energy into learning the skill set and getting over their mindset drama and putting it into their business, like are doing five to eight K months, $10,000 a month. Yeah. Yeah. That are showing up to the community, asking questions, using their networks, doing the things that are available to them that are showing up to coaching calls, to workshops, et cetera, that are using that opportunity always to move forward. You see huge opportunity with them. Completely. And, and I see them change. I see the women they've become. And that's the coolest thing is because they made that investment at first, not knowing the outcome, right? They invested their money in the program. They invested showing up to the classes, doing the work and now seeing them at the end of that journey. And they have successful businesses. They are living like they've created something for themselves. They set a goal and they achieved it. Like it's so cool to watch. And I think that so many times too, we think of investing in ourselves as like, I don't know. We think of it almost as like a selfish thing, but really it's the most selfless thing you can do because the better you can show up in your life, like the better mother you will be, the better partner you will be, the better friend you will be because you're reaching your potential. Oh man. It's so true though, because it's like, even, even when I think about a perfect uh, personal example of like the time, the money, the energy that I'm investing right now in like a parenting program, I think I'm a good mom. I, I show up for my daughter on a regular basis and everything, but I feel like there are things that I could probably do better. So what do I do? I take courses. I do workshops. I read a ton of material about how to just overcome. I've got a daughter who just turned four. So if anyone else has kids that are four, you understand it's like that age where they're just like, I'm going to challenge you on everything you say, or maybe it's just my daughter, but that's, that's what we're dealing with. And she is so struggled and I don't want to ever take that away from her, but I want to learn how to work with her and how to be in communication really well with her so that there's no arguments, there's no disagreements and there's no frustration on either side. And so that's my goal, right? Is to have those, to have those skill set. but I have to invest the time, the money, the energy to be able to do that because we are not always born with, the skill set, like I have a good skill set to be a mom, to be a nurturer, to care for her. But those kinds of things, I don't necessarily know. And, and I don't so it's like, you... I have that. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> no, but like, I think you'll surprise yourself, Laura, but I think it's like, cause I was surprised, but, but I think it's like, when you recognize that there's something you want, I want to be, I want to show up better as a mom. I have to find a solution to that. And if the solution is not in your own 
brain. It's like, that's not my expertise. I find it elsewhere. I invest the time, the money, the energy to be able to become the person I choose to be or the person I desire to be, right? Like that's that's the game. Like it's it's really just like, that's that's what it is. It's like, if you don't have that skill set, but you have that dream, you have to invest it to be able to get to that place. But I think that this is something too, where, you know, and my mindset really shifted around this before is like, the idea of investing in yourself before was like, I'm going to hire someone, right? So let's say you're like looking to lose weight and you're going to hire a coach. You're going right. to hire a fitness coach, personal trainer, nutrition, fitness. You're going to hire one of our fitness and nutrition expert grads because they are the yes. whole package, right? They're the only ones yeah. who you can hire who know the fitness, nutrition, the wellness, all the things. So you decide, okay, I'm going to hire this person. That's the investment I'm going to make in myself. But that's where I think a lot of people get it really wrong is they think, because then what they do is they, they make that investment. Like it's outside of themselves. It's like Mm -hmm. this coach is the secret to my success. This coach is going to change me. But the real key to investing in yourself is hiring the experts, hiring the people who are going to give you like fast track you, but then you also have to invest your time and your energy. Cause I see this as like all the time, right? People are spending tons of money saying nothing works, but they have not invested themselves in the investment in themselves. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's like the difference between yeah. students in our program who succeed and who don't the ones who show up and do the work. And you know what I mean? Like show up to the coaching calls and take advantage of all of the resources have amazing, successful businesses, generating tons of income. The ones who decide that, you know what, I'm going to put everything off till the last minute and I'm going to scramble to try to get things done and don't invest in their own growth. They're the ones who struggle and it takes them a lot longer, right? So it's like, you have to think of it. It's not outside of you. It's not somebody else who's going to fulfill your, like your dream for you. Like investing yourself is not just putting down money. So like, for example, we spent this year alone, $25,000 on a business mastermind. Mm-hmm. Um, I also spent $18,000 on a, a life coaching certification. Um, all of these things, but that's just the money part of it. I still, we still have to show up to our mastermind. We still have to do the work and learn and grow, right? I still have to do the certification and all the things. So it's like, that's the part I think that we have to really like, and I think for me, it was a huge lesson this year. It's also, it's not about the money. It's how you also show up for yourself in that process. And that for me was like a massive game changer because the more I invest in myself, the more I just grow so quickly. Like it's crazy and everything else grows with it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like, you can't expect things to change if you're not willing to change. Period. And like you said, you can't expect someone else to do the work for you. They can give you the skill set. They can give you the tools for you to learn how to become that person, but they can't do the work for you. So you have to, it's like your perfect example of the trainer. You can't hire a trainer and expect them to work out for you, <laughs> to work out. Exactly. That, that's going to be exactly what I was going to say to run the mile for you. Like you have to be the one that does it. And if you're not willing to show up on time and get to your workout done and all those kinds of things, then you're really not invested and you have to invest. You have to go all in on yourself because you're the only one that can do that. Nobody else can do it for you. And the beauty of it is too, is that it's not just like using an example of the fitness trainer. Like it's not just how your body will transform during that time. It's how you will transform as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, when I look at myself, Laura, the beginning of 2020 in January versus Laura, who's heading into 2021, I can honestly say, I think I'm a completely different person. I think I have a completely different mindset. I have a completely different skill set, And I just, I'm so ready for all of the big, I'm like, bring on the challenges, bring on the failures, bring on the successes, bring on all of it. Because I know you can't have the good stuff without the challenges and the failures and failures are not a bad thing. But that's why I'm like, just bring it all on because I know I can handle it. And I know that that's going to grow me so much. And it's going to also change me. And it's going to help me reach my goals and make me a better coach for our students and our clients. And we have some really big things that we're launching this year um, in Fitchix Academy, which we're so excited for, which we'll leave you guys hanging on for now. But <laughs> we have some like next level stuff because it's just, you know, seeing the success of our students and seeing that, you know, 
what can actually be applied to people who aren't in our academy yet, but who might already be certified. There's so much opportunity guys, but the huge piece of it is getting over this stuff. It's the mindset piece. It's the investing in yourself. It's the believing in yourself and that tied in with the right type of support and coaching and strategy. You're like unstoppable. 100%. I know. I'm excited. I'm so happy that we recorded this today because I think that all of this stuff that we're talking about, I think both of us, even though we're talking about it differently, it all boils down to like the same sort of stuff, right? Like it's recognizing that your mindset is the key, like the way that you're thinking and the way that you're acting and reacting to your life is the key to be able to help you get to where you want to be. And I just really want to encourage you guys just, I know, like I said earlier, this year has been really challenging in a lot of different ways. And I, you know, so many people are just like, let's just wrap it up, move on to the next year. But this is our, this is life, right? And it looked a little different than we thought it was going to look. And it might look different again next year. Like we have no idea what's going to happen, but I really want to encourage you guys just to really start to let go of that control and look at what you can control, which is your thoughts, the way you feel and the way you act. And I really, really encourage you guys. We did a podcast for about developing your own, um, your blow your mind goals to do that work. Because if you don't get intentional about the things that you want to create next year, it's never going to happen. And you'll be in December again, being like, what this year just passed. And what did I do? You know, what did I create? What did I, what did I achieve? What's my life? It looks the same as the year before. So, um, I just really encourage you guys to start to explore that side of it because it, it can be so game changing. So, Please, 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 we're going to wrap this up. But those were our lessons, our three lessons each that we learned in 2020. And after listening to this, I want you, we want you to go home. We want you to grab your journal. We want you just to write down, don't overthink it, three lessons that you learned from this past year. Mm-hmm. and write it out. It's really important to reflect. It's really important to, to get it out on paper and then write the three things that you want to achieve for next year and get into this practice. Honestly, guys, it will be game changing for you. Definitely. Okay. So have an amazing new year. Yeah. It's going to be 2021. This is crazy. Um, Happy new year, everybody. And make sure to check out fitchacademy.com. We have um, our certifications opening for enrollment soon. So go check it out. We have our fitness and nutrition expert certification, as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss expert to become a holistic nutrition weight loss coach. So head on over, check it out, invest in yourself, invest in your growth, think some good, happy thoughts, and um, we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, Join us for the upcoming fitness and nutrition expert or our holistic nutrition weight loss expert certification programs. Download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com.